I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Today's episode, how do I value my physical therapy practice and how much is it worth? All that more on The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, welcome back. This is Dave Kittle on the Dave Kittle Show. I'm the owner of Concierge Pain Relief, home physical therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently acquiring practices in the New York and New Jersey area. And right now, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, I suggest that you jump over to the YouTube channel, Dave Kittle Show on YouTube. I have a clean slate spreadsheet. We're going to fill it up with some information. We're going to take a hypothetical $1.3 million physical therapy practice And we're going to break down the financials and come up with a valuation. All right. So jump over to the screen share so you can see this in real time. Save this video. If you like it, subscribe to it. If you find it valuable, here we go. Let's get right into it. So if you are now looking on the spreadsheet, here's the title. How do I value my physical therapy practice? How much is it worth? And let's go right into the spreadsheet here. So let's go. Pardon me. Here we go. Revenue. And we said $1.3 million. We're going to go completely from scratch here. We're going to go through profit. We're going to go through ad backs. We're going to come up with an EBITDA range. We're going to get into all of these financials so that we can kind of demystify this for physical therapy practice owners like you. So you can get an idea of an approximate value. Another reason why doing this is because some practice owners pay thousands of dollars for independent business appraisals. And I just believe that it's, it's not a scam, but it is like, it doesn't need to be thousands of dollars in my opinion. So if you can go through this episode, plug in in a spreadsheet separately, your own financials, and maybe you can get a better handle of how much your practice is worth and how much you can value it. And I do suggest that there will be a range here. So we're going to get into a range of how much your physical therapy practice is worth, because really the answer is a range or whatever a buyer is willing to pay. And there's going to be different buyers. If you're looking to sell some or all of your practice, there's going to be different buyers. And some of the buyers are going to have different levels of risk and they're going to have different resources behind them. And they're going to value practices differently. So we're going to get into that. Okay. So we got revenue. We're going to make this column bold. We're going to get into profit. So profit, we're going to say profit on your tax return. So whatever profit on your tax return from the last calendar year When we're looking at valuing practices, we're usually going to look at the trailing 12 months. So right now it's January of 2023. We would look at the last 12 months and doesn't necessarily have to be the calendar year. So it could be, you know, half of this year, half of last year. Anyway, we'll get into it. Profit on your tax return. Now, many practice owners that we've seen and we've spoken with, we know that if their profit is, I don't know, on the, on the low end, 15% 15% or 10 or 15%. And on the high end, 25, sometimes even 30% for physical therapy practices across the country. But many practice owners will want to minimize legally with personal deductions on their business bank account and their business tax returns. Practice owners will want to minimize the amount of dollars that they're declaring as profit in their practice 
So they'll have their personal cars and their personal gym memberships and travels and and flights and all these other expenditures personally on their business bank accounts to reduce their tax bill. Anyway, so that's okay. And it's, for the most part, fairly legal and reasonable. So let's say a very low number. Sometimes it's high. Sometimes it's $250,000 of profit. And sometimes it's low, like five, 10 grand, 15, 20 grand. So let's just say $15,000 for this practice. We're going to say owner's salary. Now, there's going to be some stipulations here just for round numbers. Let's say 100 grand. That could be different whether you're the owner is treating and generating revenue to the tune of $100,000 annually, or if they are not treating at all and taking a salary. There's two different components of how that factors into valuation. We will get into it. After owner salary, we have owner's perks and addbacks. So what does that mean? Let's say, so you know what, if you're a practice owner, you know what owner perks are. It's basically like after you pay yourself, you have an owner draw. If you have a partnership like a, a PLLC or different entities, you can take a draw, like you might pay yourself out of the year-end draw and take a draw from the year-end profits of your practice after taxes. And then there's addbacks. So for example, if we acquired your practice today, right? If we acquired your practice today, there's going to be a lot of things. There's going to be a lot of expenditures on your business bank account, on your, on your business books from the last 12 months, the trailing 12 months. There's going to be a lot of things on the practices books that will not be on our books in the next future year if we were to acquire your practice today. So what that would be, again, your personal gym memberships, your personal cars, you run a Costco or BJ's and you get some items for your clinic and then you get some items for your home, right? So some of those addbacks, it turns out those are beneficial to you in disclosing that total dollar amount. So you can say to business owners or uh, you could say to buyers like us or other buyers, you know, hey, if you guys buy us today or in the near future, when you take us over, you're not going to have these other expenditures on your business books. And so therefore it boosts the profit. So owner's perks and addbacks, let's just say, and this will change from practice to practice, but let's just say $150,000 total staff compensation and across the country with physical therapy staff compensation after it could be hourly, it could be salaries, it could be plus bonuses. It could also include health insurance. Let's just say, so most physical therapy practice is going to be around 50 to 60% total staff compensation, just for round figures, just to you know be a, a ballpark, let's just say $700,000, a little bit above 50%. So if the revenue of this practice is 1.3 million, we're a little bit above 50% there. So let's get into the next thing. So EBITDA, which we've done many videos on, earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Depreciation, there's not a lot of depreciation on physical therapy practices. Amortization is the A of, of EBITDA. Amortization is basically talking about a repayment schedule for outstanding loans. Like if you took out a loan for an acquisition, if you took out a loan for refurbishments or construction, et cetera, basically it's profit plus those addbacks as well as your owner's compensation especially if they're not treating, it's a lot, a lot easier. So let's do a quick little simple formula, EBITDA of profit, owner's salary or owner's compensation and their addbacks. So the $15,000 of profit on your tax return, the owner's salary of 100,000, and then the owner's perks and addbacks of 150,000, coming out to $265,000. All right, let's bold this if we can. And now, 
we're going to get into... Now, there's going to be some additional factors. So let me list additional factors over here. These additional factors that we're going to come across in the next few minutes, these additional factors will be what swings the value of your practice a couple, maybe $100,000 difference, maybe four to $500,000 difference. And there are many different factors. So we're going to get into those. We're going to list those out because I don't want you to get shocked here or surprised, but okay, let's get into it. So now EBITDA, what do physical therapy practices sell for across the country? They are actually sold of a negotiated multiple of this number of the 265,000. And then we'll go through this. We'll get some figures. And then we're going to go back in and we're going to change we're going to boost your salary, or if if you increase the amount of addbacks by another you know fifty grand, you're going to see the big changes. So physical therapy practices across the country will typically sell for a three x multiple of EBITDA, anywhere from three times to four or five times. And the larger the practice, either in revenue, in the net profit, as well as the amount of scale. What I mean by that is we previously interviewed Michael Gorman on the show here. He, in St. Louis, had seven locations. He had seven locations, and he reported on our show that he sold for an EBITDA multiple of seven times EBITDA. Okay, so basically you get a higher... The EBITDA multiple is negotiable. So let's let's get into it. Let's say EBITDA. What's the EBITDA multiple here? Again, it's a range. It depends on the factors that we're going to get into on the side here. EBITDA multiple... For this size from 3x to 5x as like as a potential range. So what would be the EBITDA valuation at 3x? So what would that be? Again, quick little formula here. We're going to take 265 times three, and then you have $795,000. Now, if you have a $1.3 million practice on the low end, you might not like this number, but you could expect on the very low end, it would probably be worth $795,000. It is not, I shouldn't mention this, physical therapy practices are not measured one-to-one with revenue. So just because you have a million dollars in revenue does not mean you will get a $1 million offer for your practice. Just because you have $1.3 million in top-line revenue for your practice does not necessarily mean you're going to get $1.3 million offer from a buyer like us or any other buyer. But let's get into it further. So let's say EBITDA multiple, EBITDA valuation at 5x, what would it be? What is the EBITDA multiple valuation at 5x? Very simply, we're going to take that 265 times 5. 1.325 million. So 1,325,000 as a potential valuation. Now, as I mentioned, a practice of 1.3 million in revenue might be in the middle of this range. It's not going to be outside of five. It's not going to be six X or seven X. It's just not. It's just typically not based off of the EBITDA range. If this EBITDA number is larger, you certainly could negotiate that. Let's say this is just my thoughts on this. If we said an approximate valuation in the middle of that, which would be four X, four times EBITDA, we have $265,000 in EBITDA times four, and you have 1,060,000. So very close to a little bit under one-to-one in regards to the $1.3 million. So under some practices are believed to sell at equal to whatever their revenue number is. And that's not always the case. It really depends on the buyer. Okay, so as a practice owner, you, do you want 100? Of course, you want 100% cash at closing. Do you want 100% 
cash at close for this practice? A hypothetical question if we were asking you. Of course, you're going to say yes. And then therefore, our range would probably be somewhere between, it would probably be around 900,000 or a million dollars. Let's just call it a million, just to make it easy. But you're probably not going to get higher than that. Now, the question would be, do you want more than a million dollars for this practice? How could a practice owner get more than $1.3 million for this practice? Well, what if we offered, let's just say, a million dollars and we'll say paid at close, the date of closing. And if you really had financials, you had these additional factors which you're going to get into, maybe there would be more. Why don't we jump over to the additional factors and we're going to get into what would be a seller's note or a or performance pay or performance like performance metrics and benchmarks like if we were going to if you really believe that you baked in growth that was going to double the revenue or get your revenue from 1.3 million up to 2 million there could be benchmarks and agreed upon clauses set into the contract that if in the next year or two if we get your practice to 2 million dollars you might get paid out additional dollars so additional factors here what are the additional factors that make a practice like this more valuable doesn't have a long lease 10, 15 years or more. A future lease that's two or three years away from renewing is actually risky or could be something that buyers don't like and they would want a new lease negotiated upfront. So you have a long lease in place, hopefully. Do you have stable staff? Staff that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're getting great reviews. They are treating patients the right way and they're loving working with you and they're staying in that practice. They're not jumping from job to job, do you have stable staff? That's an additional factor. Do you have a DPT pipeline? Do you have DPT students who are doing the rotations with you? That would be new grads potentially working in that office, working in your clinic, rather than going to work somewhere else. If you do, and you have several times a year DPT students that historically did the rotation with you, they did rotations elsewhere, and then they came back and worked in your clinic, that would be something that you could show to buyers like us, like, hey, this is, we're de-risking a lot of this risk for you in this transaction because we've built a pipeline of DPT students. And here's the history. Here's the proof. You know, two of our three physical therapists that had worked for us for the past four years, two of those three came from, they, they did a rotation here. They did a rotation elsewhere. They could have worked elsewhere. They could have had job offers elsewhere, but they chose to come here because of the value of your practice, the rapport, the communication, the the culture, the morale, all that type of stuff. These additional factors could boost your valuation. So DPT pipeline, what else? Are they being paid market pay or market compensation? Meaning are they paid appropriately or are they not overpaid? We came across the practice where the therapists were really overpaid. And basically it showed that there was a lot of a smaller margin of profit for this practice. And it really quite frankly, turned us off because if we're going to buy this, like you can't really cut salaries because then the therapists are going to leave and then that could create a lot of risk for us. So it was something where we kind of passed because the therapists were paid above market rate, but they should be paid, you know, comparable to market rate. And then maybe additional bonus on top of that. It really depends on the practice owner. Uh, What else for additional factors, location and parking. So, you know, I'm in New York city. There's not a lot of parking, but location would be near subway stations that it's accessible to the public location could be on highways or on busy routes or 
or throughways or d- busy streets throughout the country where there's good signage. You can see the the location from a busy street, but there's parking. It's accessible for folks. It's easy for them to find and then they don't get lost. And then if the patients don't get lost, then they show up on time for their evaluations and their visits. And then your therapists are happy because therapists get backed up when new patients are late, right? So then that creates a, a struggle sometimes. What else? So do you have tasks that are delegated? Do you have things that are automated? Are you working? Are you not treating any patients? So we'll say owner, owner, not treating. If the owner is not treating, it's a lot more valuable because otherwise you're going to have to stick around for the next several years for us to replace your income, for us to replace the amount of patient visits and units that you're evaluating that you're treating on a calendar year. So these additional factors would swing this. So let's say you have a lot of these things in place. Well, then maybe we say, okay, here's an offer for this, for this $1.3 million practice, potentially. How about this? How about a million dollars at close? And then we say, we say over the next five years, we'll pay you an additional, we'll pay you a $500,000 seller's note. And this seller's note could be over the next five years, we'll pay you $100,000 quarterly or whatever, or monthly. We'll pay you as a seller's note. You get 100%. You get a million dollars cash at close. You get $500,000 over the next five years. So then that would be a total purchase price of 1.5 million, right? So that would be more than what you have from just the above offer. So that would be a potential offer. Or we could say a million dollar cash at close, and then maybe we remove the seller's note. We could just, let's just copy this over here. We're down here. Let's say instead of a seller's note, if a practice owner didn't want that, or it just didn't make sense, if we said, or performance pay. So let's say for performance, and it was $2 million in revenue in 12 months. So if you're at $1.3 million and you believe you baked in a lot of growth because of hiring and delegation and automation and systems you put into place, you believe it's going to be $2 million in revenue in the next 12 months and you would like to be paid on that. So what if we say, okay, well, it could be all in on that or it could be you know tiered, but let's just make it easy. Let's say the difference between the 1.3 million that you're at right now and you believe it's, you believe that there's going to be an extra 700 thousand dollars in revenue what if we say okay well in the next 12 months if we hit that it could be an additional let's just say six hundred fifty thousand dollars that's either paid out that whole year so if you hit it in 12 months and then that could be paid out quarterly so then now as a potential total purchase price not paid at close because you get the million dollars paid at close but your total purchase price could be 1.65. So you could see how these factors, these additional factors, you know, the EMR, the EMR, the, you know, the billing, the billing system, all these things change your, are additional factors that change the value of practice, your revenue cycle management. Who's doing that? Is that in-house? Is that, is that outsourced marketing? Are you doing online marketing and have a website or no? And if there's no website, it's like, okay, that would be potentially an additional cost if we're trying to make a new website or if we're migrating into the the parent company, whatever it is. So there's all of these factors that change the valuation of the practice. But again, these are just some rough figures, $1.3 million in revenue. And you could expect somewhere in this ballpark 
of on the low end, $800,000, which you may accept. And if you're getting 100% cash to close, maybe that's something that you'd be interested in. It really depends on your, the owner, it depends on their motivation to sell. Are they healthy and they don't need to sell? So then you can hold out for longer. If you have health issues or if you're older or whatever, and you're just trying to get out and you're done with it and you're burnout from insurance and documentation and all that type of stuff. And if you're looking to you know hand off the reins to somebody else, then maybe you'll get out for that price. Maybe you want to hold out for 1.3 million, 1.325 as the offer, which certainly could be there. It certainly could get you there. Now, real quick, let's say that you're after owner ad backs and perks, instead of $150,000, we'll make this $200,000 and watch what it does to your EBITDA here. So instead of 150,000, I'm going to change it to 200,000. And then boom, it makes your EBITDA 315,000. And now look at these different offers. Now your offers are on the low end instead of 895, I think it was. Now it's 945,000 at 3x EBITDA. At 5x EBITDA, it's 1.57 or the approximate valuation at a 4x EBITDA of 1.26, which again is very close back to the $1.3 million in revenue. So there is some range here in regards to how do I value my physical therapy practice and how much is it worth? It's not necessarily dollar for dollar, whatever your revenue is. So if your revenue is $1.7 million, it does not necessarily mean that your offers from buyers will be right at 1.7 million. But if bigger buyers are trying to get into your neighbor in your neighborhood, your region, your city, whatever, they might offer you that much, or they might offer you a lot less, or there's different buyers out there that are looking to minimize risk and say, okay, if your EBITDA is really here, if your EBITDA is actually at $315,000 per year, then maybe these offers do make sense. So there's a sliding scale here in regards to offers. And please remember as practice owners, please remember as business owners, the offers are whatever the market is telling you it's worth. So you can get several offers and they might, some one might be high, one might be low, one be, might be in the middle. And it's up to you as to demonstrating risk or de-risking the situation for these potential buyers, letting them know, hey, we have all of these additional factors that are positively changing the landscape of this deal, of this transaction, of your physical therapy practice. Another thing, past patient lists. I didn't write past patient list. Are you marketing your past patient list? Do you have, you know, do you have that handy? How many patients, you know, addresses, emails, phone numbers? Are you texting your patients with uh, automated software, sending automated email, nurturing, those types of things? What do you have as additional factors that would swing your valuation from a three to a four or from a four to a five or something like that? And consider, you know, there's an X amount that'll be paid cash at close. And then there could be a seller's note. There could be performance pay, meaning if you if you hit a goal. So in this case, if you took this practice and you believe, again, if it's at $1.3 million in revenue and you baked in a lot of growth because you've hired folks, you have this DBT pipeline that we talked about, you have new marketing efforts where you were marketing to other businesses that have employee-funded insurance plans. That was another thing. So insurance contracts obviously would be part of the additional factors here. Insurance contracts, obviously. But if you if you baked in a lot of growth with some of these employee-sponsored plans, maybe you have several Amazon fulfillment centers nearby or several different Walmarts or BJ's or Costco, and 
your physical therapy practice was like one of the main providers for the employees of these locations. And that's going to be a big pipeline of new patients coming in. Of course, you want to you want to reap the benefits of that, even if you just did that recently, that partnership, and then now you're selling. So you could say, hey, if we get to $2 million in revenue in the next 12 months, I want an additional 500000 or 750000 or an additional million dollars, but paid out over the next seven years. I mean, you can get really creative and flexible and just know that all these physical therapy and most small business transactions, it's not necessarily just 100% cash to close. Sometimes it is, but many of the practice owners that we've had on the show here, they've been acquired by some of the bigger companies, the bigger corporates and chains across the country. And a lot of those deals are 80% paid at the cash, 80% cash close. And then the additional 20% is then paid out over the next one or two or three or four years. So there's a lot of flexibility here. That's it for the Dave Kittle Show. If you find this valuable and helpful, subscribe, get notified of when the future episodes are published. And if you found this insightful or valuable, send this link of this episode to a colleague or friend, someone that is a private practice owner like you. And we'll see you next time on the Dave Kittle Show. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.